Let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's talk to Channel 5's own Cameron Justice here joining us on the fan. Hello, Cameron. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Good. I'm just reading something from Chef Zay. You know, Chef Zay, are you on TikTok or no? You're on TikTok. Uh, I am on, I'm I on TikTok. Are. Yeah, yeah. Because we've talked about Taco Bell on TikTok before. Yeah, that's what, my t- that's what my TikTok is. Have you gotten away from the fact that people just want Taco Bell uh, advice and suggestions instead of your Browns football content? <laughs> try but it doesn't go very well i I post some like i don't really post that often but i'll post some like real type things like miles in the preseason throwing the ball to a jets fan on accident and then wiping the ball in a shoe (laughs) (laughs) it's the funniest thing in the world to me let me tell people so uh so people have a background here so you you used to work at taco bell and then you posted all sorts of videos or a couple different videos about how to make things like at home that were Taco Bell. And then they yeah. just, it exploded. And so you got all exploded. these Taco Bell followers, these people that love the recipes and the things you put out. And now you're like this really established, awesome Browns reporter. You're doing all these incredible things. But anytime you post content that would be awesome for everyone in Northeast Ohio, there's people that are in like Alaska that are like, where's my, uh, where's my Gordita Crunch post? Yep, 100%. There's no getting away from it. Which is fine, because I feel like a a piece of me will always, like, have Taco Bell. I worked there for so long, and I, like, took that. I took it so seriously. I take everything I do seriously, so I, like, really took it seriously. Uh, So I love Taco Bell still. I'll share my tips. I'll I'll still – I haven't made a Taco Bell video in forever, but I think it might be time. And I don't know. Maybe I'll mix in some some browns somehow, get their Taco Bell orders or something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's cooking with David and Joku. I think it'd be a big hit. Like that. (laughs) <laughs> I had when I have a Taco Bell recently I had one of these they made it I, I don't know how they keep coming up with new things my thoughts on Taco Bell are pretty simple I like Taco Bell a lot but it's like the same three ingredients that they all make everything yeah. out of and it's incredible mm-hmm. how they keep coming up with new things like I had this I had this like cheesy burrito steak thing the other day yeah the grilled cheese burrito yeah it was yeah, great, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. And I'm like how did it take somebody 25 years with the ingredients we've been using to come up with this Listen, I'm telling you, they're so innovative. They're so innovative. They take the same couple ingredients, put it together. They'll bring in one special thing and, like, change the game. The Beefy Crunch Burritos, when they have the Flamin' Hot Fritos, <laughs> it's the same thing that every – it's the same burrito as every other burrito. <laughs> right? Throw those Fritos in there, and it's the best thing you'll ever eat. Oh, so good. <laughs> Love it. All right, Cameron Justice joining us here, not to talk about Taco Bell. We're going to talk about the Browns. Uh, so – I was asking my audience the past hour or so whether or not they thought the Browns were real contenders. I guess I'll just ask you simply. Do you think the Browns are real contenders? I think they can be. We've seen it. They have shown how they can be. I think the defense puts them in that conversation. It's put them in their, that conversation all season. But if they can play, if their offense can execute the way that Deshaun Watson did in that second half, that is what puts the Browns ahead of other teams. But that's the problem so far this season with the Browns. It's been so inconsistent. Deshaun Watson dealing with an injury, opening up the season with not great play. But you've seen moments, like the Titans game was that moment. That was his first full solid game where he looked like the quarterback they want him to look like. Then he gets hurt. Now he's back. He had a full game against the Cardinals where he didn't look great throughout it, but he started to – it felt like he was, you know, coming into his own – and then rough first half against the Ravens, remarkable second half against the Ravens. And that is, if that second half can carry over, if he can turn that more into more consistency, I think Kevin Stefanski's offense, the way he schemes, 
allows them to have success. It just needs to be executed. I've seen it over and over again. The mistakes mm-hmm. that take them out of it are their own mistakes. It's their own doing. It's bad execution. It's plays that should work and they don't because of the execution. You can see the guys that are open. You can see how it was supposed to unfold and it just doesn't happen. If you can get the Deshaun Watson that you saw in that second half to become Deshaun Watson in every game, he's not ever going to be perfect. You don't need perfection. You need consistency. And the defense has shown that they can be consistent. They can be dominant. They've done it all season. You've got consistency in special teams, both with Dustin Hopkins, who, although he won't make every kick, mm-hmm. is so even-keeled that he'll come back and hit a game winner after missing a vital kick, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Corey Bajorquez, who is playing out of his mind and giving them great field position. And even the return game, we won't talk about the muff punt, but <laughs> even the return game has had moments where they can find consistency in different ways. They found guys that can just get it done, and that's what you're looking for. So they've got all the pieces and parts. They've got most of it figured out. I think it's offensively, the consistency needs to be there, and then there's no question that they're contenders. In getting that consistency, though, is that is that Stefanski maybe understanding that Deshaun is not going to be able to throw every deep ball and is not going to be able to to make every deep pass? And if you look at some of like his his advanced numbers in some of the air yards in the first half, Cam, it was. 16 yards per play, and then in the second half, it was five and a half yards per play. Like, he he changed. He actively changed what he was doing with Deshaun. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge part of it. You also have to expect for that to develop eventually. So, should Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski abandon it entirely and just chalk it up and just get the bare minimum game manager out of Deshaun Watson? No. No, they need to push him, and they need to get the most out of him. They need to be able to see him hit those deep balls and get back to the way that he is capable of playing. We've seen him make those passes. We've seen him find Amari Cooper in stride on just some really, really beautiful balls, right? Like, like the, some of those passes are just incredible, and you see it. You see what he's able to do. You don't want him to abandon that because it's not consistent, but you do want to see him make adjustments. And I think that Kevin Stefanski has done a very good job at making adjustments throughout the season in game planning, in figuring out who's going to be where, how they're going to attack teams. I think if some of the things that he needed to grow in throughout in his coaching tenure right early on, the red zone plays, the crucial moments, the fourth downs, all of those things, I think he's, you can see that he's taken a step. And I now, I think it's because he's, he's able to make adjustments, which it felt like there wasn't maybe a lot of adjusting last year, whether it be offensively or even they come back out and, and give you something different. It was just, okay, we're still doing this. Where's the adjustment? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that has been their strength is being able to answer problems as they are given to them and presented to them, whether it be, all right, Deshaun's not playing his best right now. Let's, let's dial it back. Like struggling. He's maybe, maybe his shoulder's still there. Maybe it's just not working. Let's set him up for success. Let's, yeah. let's maybe dial it back. Right. What's, what's, That's smart. Yeah, what's so weird to me, Cameron though, is that, you know, for the longest time, it felt like what Stefanski did best was the scripted plays, the first 15. And we kept mm-hmm. talking about that over and over again. And now it feels like it's almost like he, he does the first 15, Deshaun struggles, and then the adjustments made from there is what ends up working. It's weird. 
I th- and I think it might be that like that adjustment. Maybe Deshaun feels ready. Maybe they feel ready. Maybe they feel good about something, and they end up getting a different look than they were expecting. Or mm-hmm. he's maybe he's not feeling the because I mean he hasn't played a full game. The, the Cardinals game was his first full game, and he didn't look great for a lot of it, right? And yeah. then he slowly got there. And then your second full game is against the Ravens. That's a tough test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not going to be easy. So, like, it, it doesn't surprise me that it might have been. It's, they were the number one defense aside from the Browns. The mm-hmm. Browns showed why they are the best defense in the NFL. But the Ravens are up there. And so to have that be your second test, your second full game after all of the chaos that has been his shoulder injury, I do think maybe, you know, you plan for that and you think I'm good and then you get in the moment, maybe you have to change things. But the fact that they're able to do it and still execute and and find ways to win, Browns teams of the past would not have done that. And I think that's what sets this whole thing apart, which makes it it makes it feel different because there's been so many games, even even close ones that maybe shouldn't have felt close. The Colts game, I think back to and honestly the the Seahawks game, if they would have just a couple plays down the stretch, they would have made that happen mm-hmm. like they were they were right there at it this is a kind of team that in the past wouldn't be right there the game would get away from them far sooner now they're finding ways to come back and win to keep themselves in it this is I think there's been a lot of adjustments to this team and it's showing up not only each game it shows up in the record but it's showing up in each individual player's ability to go out there too and and try to play better every week and you're seeing that from a lot of these guys. Do you think this win was bigger for Stefanski or for Watson? That's a good question. It could be <laughs> it could be both. I mean, I think for Watson it's big because you know that that Cardinals game you get the win, you beat them handily, but like it's the Cardinals. <laughs> and he didn't look great in it. Like, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you don't want to undermine. You don't want to undermine any win because the well, NFL and any any given Sunday, any team can win. They, but, they drive Lambos too, but we get your point. Yeah, yeah. So he's got that, but like, how much does that really solidify his ability to go down and 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 you know win games for the Browns? I think it's big for Deshaun to show that he's not only can adjust and play through some pretty bad adversity in that first half, a pretty, pretty rough go and come out on the other end, full 180. And not only that, but do what the Browns have been looking for out of a quarterback. It's not just somebody who can drive the ball super far down the field and make flashy plays, scramble and look athletic. It's the guy that can do all of that, but also do it in moments that matter. And the fact that Deshaun Watson was able to, make some of those drives, get the team down the field, make passes that mattered, make decisions that mattered, and get them in scoring position down the stretch for that comeback win, I think that's what's big. Because that's what Cleveland has been missing. They've had quarterbacks that can get the job done, that can manage the game, get the ball out. Not many, but they've had them. (laughs) But how many quarterbacks have they had that can do that in clutch moments? It's been the criticism for years, these moments that matter. And I think Deshaun Watson is that kind of quarterback. And I think that is huge for him to be able to have done that against the Ravens in that kind of comeback win for Stefanski. I think it's just, it's just another, because he's shown this entire season, 
whether and the Ravens, it's a big test. It's AFC North football, and he went out there and he showed he had his team ready to play AFC North football, which I think is really important mm-hmm. for him to show that they're they're physical, they're tough. Cedric Tillman's laying out guys. <laughs> Wyatt Teller does what he does. He's laying out guys. They're super physical, super tough. The the big team effort to get Jerome Ford those yards, like that is gritty, hard-hitting football. And that is what AFC North football has always been about. So for the Browns to be able to do that and give the other teams in this division a taste of the medicine that they've been dishing out for years – I think that's big for Kevin Stefanski with other games coming up, Steelers this week, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do that again. You have to do it again against the Bengals. Like, to be able to kind of create that identity against that team on the road, I think is big for him. So, I would say it's, it's, it's not bigger for either one. I think it's very important. It couldn't have come at a better time. And it, it keeps him in the conversation. And it also makes a statement now. There's no better time to continue that statement. You can't let, you can't let it go now because now you're playing another AFC North rival and you're home. And so, you, like, this is a it's a must-win game. We all know that, but more so than ever because you just made a statement and said you can do that. And the Steelers, frankly, are not a very good team. So I don't think the record is no, I agree with who that. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but they find ways to win games. They have a great coach. They've, they've got talent sprinkled throughout the roster, but they're not a great team. The Browns beat great teams this season. So this is a must-win game because if they've already beat great teams and they've already shown that they can dominate teams like that, well, mm-hmm. Steelers at home, you've got to take care of it. All right, last one, Cameron. Uh, we got the news from Nick Chubb or about Nick Chubb today. Do you think Nick Chubb, you're seeing all the production out of Jerome Ford this year. He's been outstanding, averaged six yards a pop last week. Incredible. Uh, do you think Nick Chubb will be with the Browns next year? Yeah, I think this is – he's. first of all, I wouldn't put it past him to just be back early next season. <laughs> like, I, it's going to take some time, but he's, his rehab process has gone so well. He, he was lifting weights before and working out his arms and his upper body before anyone, I think, even expected him to. He has been in that building, been around the players – He's worked so hard, and that's who Nick Chubb is. He always works hard. But now there is the motivation, not just to work hard to be a great football player. It's now to get back to the game that he loves. So, yeah, I think he's progressing so well. They're going to they're gonna have to be smart about it, obviously. But Nick Chubb is not the kind of guy that's going to low round and take his time. Like, he's – going to get right and he's going to get right quickly but he's going to do it smart as well so when he's ready to go and when he's ready to come back like i he'll be he'll be back as soon as he can and i don't think it's going to be one of those situations where it's a i'm just not feeling great figure it out no when he's ready he's ready and he'll be out there and and i think it's going to be a a very cool moment to see him back on the field because when that injury happened i know there was a lot of speculation about what it could mean for him and so far, it's been very positive news, as, as positive as you can get from something that was so so tough to see. Oh, no doubt. We got to get him on, out there for the uh, smashing of the guitar, the guitar. That's what Ken and Anthony <laughs> want. I think that's a great idea. I mean, that would be very fun. Very fun. He's just had the surgery, though. So, I mean, just to see him on the sideline, even if he's not smashing a guitar, oh. just to see him with this team. I, he said, no, I want the entertainment. Well, we'll, we'll, save, it, we'll save it for the postseason home game. How about that? <laughs> see, there it is. 
that's the big moment, the big reveal. <laughs> Cameron, fantastic insight as always. We love having you on. Thank you for giving us a few minutes, and we'll catch up with you later. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, good stuff right there. Check her out on Channel 5. She is Cameron Justice.